0: We talk about the United States of America, but in truth, we are the divided states of America.
1: You
0: know, this is this is really interesting. Just this moment, literally, I looked on a map and, and saw something fascinating, eye-opening about pro-life legislation in America. This is Michael Brown. We've got a very important broadcast today on the Line of Fire. Thanks for joining us. Hope you had a great weekend. Remember to call 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. Now, first and foremost... We're going to be talking about the state of America. We're going to be talking about various states and abortion. We're going to be talking about President Trump's recent tweets celebrating gay pride while at the same time he's standing against lots of LGBT activism. We're going to talk about the divisions in America today, but phone lines are open. You can weigh in on any of these subjects. You can challenge my views about pro-life. You can challenge my views about sexual morality. You can challenge my views for or against President Trump as well. Phone lines are open. Your calls, criticisms, comments are warmly welcomed. If you just want to say something because you're upset with me and kind of unload and then go on with your day, well, do it. Don't just tweet it out. Go ahead and do it. However, if you have another question of any kind, Bible-related, theology-related, spiritual-related, and you'd like to call, if we have time to take calls on other subjects. We will do that as well. Now as I'm speaking. This is the oddest thing. This never happened in 10 and a half. Or 11, no 11 years now of, of daily radio. Just I think June is 11 years. <laughs> I There is something. That sounds like it is. In my studio here. Or in the walls. Bouncing around. It's almost like you've got a. Kind of mouse kangaroo. Thing I hear this bouncing it kind of like tin like sound like it's in the walls. If suddenly if you're watching, okay, you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, if you suddenly see some creature like bouncing up, then, then post it in the chat and tell us, okay, Dr. Brown, we spotted it. We, we figured out what's, what's going on. All right. So what's this? It might be a cat or a bird. Yeah, perhaps not a kangaroo type mouse, a, a jumping, bouncing mouse. Perhaps it could be a cat or a bird stuck somewhere. That could be. But if you see, if you're watching and you see something like crawling on my shoulder, actually, there's a little video clip that the president of, of the Philippines, who's a controversial enough guy, right? he's giving a talk and his assistant, somebody comes running out, like tries to dust the he goes, What It's a big cockroach going down his shirt. He's going to push it away. So if you spot anything, let me know. Because otherwise, I'm not afraid. I feel confident. It's not like a rattlesnake or something's going to attack him and bite. Okay. <clears throat> 866-34-TRUTH is the number to call. But in all seriousness, friends, here, here's, here's what I'm looking at. Okay. I'm looking at this map. Now this is on NBC news. So it's, it's not going to say pro-life. It's going to say anti-abortion, a guide to anti-abortion laws by state. We're having state after state pass really strong pro-life laws. You know, a- Alabama saying no, no exemption for rape or incest. The rape or incest, it's terrible. Tragedy if that happens. It's probably less than 1% of all abortions overall. But you don't punish the baby because of the crime committed against the mother. You, you do your best to find a compassionate solution for, for all involved, including the baby, in the womb. Long term, not just to, to give it birth, but long term, compassionate solutions. Um, you have the, the governor of Louisiana, who's a Democrat, signing a bill. Uh, into law, there you have from Netflix to Walt Disney to others saying we're, we're going to pull out of Georgia if this fetal heartbeat law goes through. Uh, the state of Mississippi was about to close its last abortion clinic, but here's what's fascinating: is is when I'm, I'm looking on the map here, all these states are directly connected. Now you've got Utah, all right, which which is out obviously further west. But you start in Ohio, all right? Governor has signed a restrictive abortion law, and then you go down to Kentucky. Kentucky's Kentucky's governor has signed a restriction, a restrictive abortion law. So, so we headed, we're heading from north in Ohio, all right, south, west to Kentucky. Now we're going further west to Missouri. Governor has signed a restrictive abortion law. Then south of that to Arkansas, all right, uh, governor has signed a restrictive abortion law. South of that to Louisiana, governor has signed a restrictive abortion law. Now we're going back to the east, all right, and Mississippi's governor has signed a restrictive abortion law. These are just the captions with it Alabama, and yep, same governor signed a restrictive abor- abortion law, and Georgia, same deal. So what I didn't realize was that these states were. We're all connected. Ohio to Kentucky, Kentucky to uh, Missouri, Missouri to Arkansas, Arkansas to Louisiana, Louisiana to Mississippi, Mississippi to Alabama, Alabama to Georgia. Uh, What what does it mean? It's just fascinating. Maybe Tennessee's next. That would make it a whole block there. Uh, Could it be? And then Texas, Oklahoma, are they next? Which way is it going? On the flip side, on the flip side, you've got Gavin Newsom saying in California, hey, come to California and have your abortions. Come to California. Go ahead and do it. You, you have um, the Illinois Senate just looking at a report here, Chicago Tribune, May 31st, a bill that establishes, quote, a fundamental right for women to get an abortion in Illinois cleared the state Senate late Friday night, sending the sweeping measure to Governor J.B. Pritzker, who already has signaled his support. Um... As the clock approached midnight Friday, the Senate voted 34 to 20 in favor of the abortion legislation, which comes amid an increased sense of urgency among advocates looking to protect abortion access as a series of states have passed laws, essentially banning the practice. According to Senator, Senator Melinda Bush, I believe, and she, she sponsored the bill in the Senate, I believe, frankly, there's a war against women's rights going on. So it, it is a war. It's a war for the life of the unborn. The other side is looking at it as a war against women's rights. And uh, according to the article, the bill establishes, quote, the fundamental right. Please help me here. Please help me. If, if you are pro-choice, you, you say, I'm not, I'm not pro-abortion. I don't like abortion, but I still, I'm still pro-choice. Okay, if you're pro-choice, please help me. So, somebody please enlighten me. Why does the woman, yes, the mother, why does she get to choose what happens to the life of her child? Where is that a fundamental right? In in what constitutional paragraph or phrase? In in what amendment, bill of rights? Show me somewhere in our founding documents, which talk about fundamental rights, all right? In our Declaration of Independence, which lays out the, the, the fundamental rights given by the Creator to the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. All right? Somebody, somebody, please, please tell me where a woman has a fundamental right. Well, Roe v. Oh, show, just show me what that's based on. Well, on what philosophy? What's it based on? All right? The bill establishes the fundamental right of, of a woman to have an abortion and states that a fertilized egg, embryo, or fetus does not have independent rights. It repeals the Illinois Abortion Law of 1975, doing away with provisions for spousal consent, waiting periods, criminal penalties for physicians who perform abortions, and other restrictions on facilities where abortions are performed. Wow. Wow. Can I I repeat the words? The bill says that, quote, a fertilized egg, embryo, Or fetus does not have independent rights. You know another name for fertilized egg, embryo, or fetus? That's called a baby. That's called a baby in the womb. What do you call it when a woman starts to show? Oh, look at my fetus bump. No, no one calls it a fetus bump. You call it a baby bump. What what do you call it? What do you call it when woman takes a pregnancy test honey we're having a fetus no 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 we're having a baby i'm pregnant i've got a fertilized egg no i'm pregnant we're having a baby what should we name the embryo no what should we name our baby everyone knows that the moment that 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 child is alive the moment that child is conceived in the womb and is, is actually a living entity it's a baby it's a baby you can't call it a baby if you call it a baby. Or let's let's get an ultrasound to see what the embryo what the what the fetus looks like. Oh the baby oh he moved. It's a, honey, look, do you see there's a boy there? There's a girl look at that. Oh just she moved. You see what she got her hand. Because it's a baby, it's a child. Remarkably, remarkably this states things in, in terms, so you are now going to dehumanize the baby in the womb. <clears throat> and it repeals these earlier laws. Wow, wow, wow. All right, so one of, our, one of our supporters points out, Matt, thank you, appreciate it, not Matt, our producer, another Matt, that it's the Ninth Amendment that is used. All right, so let's, let's look at the Ninth Amendment, okay? And let's see what's actually in the Ninth Amendment, okay? 1789, Ninth Amendment, and we'll click on the link that says, what is the Ninth Amendment in simple terms? Oh, by the way, if I was Mark Levin and these types of things were my specialty, I'd quote the Ninth Amendment from memory. I can quote Hebrew Bible, parts of that from memory or parts of Quran from memory or other things like that, but uh, not the Ninth Amendment. Hey, thank you so much just for your YouTube gift and our YouTube chat. Thank you for standing with us. Much appreciated. The Ninth Amendment, or Amendment 9 of the United States Constitution, is a section of the Bill of Rights that states that there are other rights that may exist aside from the ones explicitly mentioned, and even though they're not listed, it doesn't mean that they can be violated. So that's that's the Ninth Amendment in simple terms. In other words, there are other rights. Where does the mother get to write the right to determine what happens to the baby? Can I ask it again? Where Does the mother get the right to make an independent choice as to the fate of the child in her womb? She certainly doesn't have that choice of the child outside her womb. What makes her the one that makes the choice about the baby in the womb? All right, we come back. We're going to switch subjects, talk about President Trump and LGBT issues. It's confusing, but I think I have some insight. We'll be right back.
1: It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown.
0: Thanks for joining us today on The Line of Fire. Hey, we so appreciate the many comments you send to us, words of encouragement. We're so blessed to know what we mean to you. What a joy when folks come up to me with tears. Dr. Brown, you're, you're our voice. You're my voice. That's what we seek to be to serve as God's voice and your voice speaking to a confused culture and a compromised church with words of grace and truth together. We invite you to partner with us and join our support team. God will bless you for it because it's a good and right thing to do. And you'll have the great blessing of knowing that you're helping us reach more and more people with life-changing material. You're helping us amplify our voice. Just think if you Turn this up. You're listening on the radio, theoretically, and it's a bad signal. And it's all crackly. So you're about to turn it off, but suddenly, boom! It's crystal clear. You're, you're helping amplify my voice, your voice, so more people can hear it. Easiest way to do it is become a Patreon partner, and that's something almost everyone can do. It's just pennies a day, ten dollars or more per month. Go to Patreon.com forward slash Ask Brown. That's A S K D R Brown. And there's a short video there. It's a minute. A minute and a half, watch that. You'll understand what you're helping us with. And then just click to to join us. And we bless you back with two bonus shows a week with a special bonus show, about 25 minutes where I'm doing a special teaching to edify and help you. And then our exclusive YouTube Q&A chats, which once they're done, they're not in public view. You get to watch those. So join our growing support team. Let's just see where we are on Patreon give you an update or right, 89 our first 89 patrons. We started about a month ago. So, so thank you. This helps us. Our goal is to have about a thousand monthly partners on Patreon that will really enable us to just get more and more material out and, and even uh, cut back on some travel strategically. I love to travel and get out and see you face to face, but strategically cut back and produce more materials that can reach millions overnight We do that with your partnership and help. So God bless you and thank you. 866-34-TRUTH. Phones are open for any question of any kind. And we'll be getting to those a little later in the broadcast. But if if you're pro-choice, if you differ with my position on abortion, whether you consider yourself a Christian or not, call in and tell me why. Call in and tell me why. We've had unbelievably powerful shows some of the most moving shows in the history of our broadcast. And this is now 11 years on daily radio where people have called in who had abortions 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 10 years ago, or men who almost forced their girlfriend to have an abortion, people calling in, weeping, breaking down, crying in in terrible pain of heart. This is decades later. It was the worst thing I did. God's had mercy and forgiven me, but I was a baby and there could have been another child here. So gripped, so gripped. Uh, if you differ, I'd love to hear why. All right. President Trump. President Trump has been called the most anti-LGBT president in American history. Now, obviously, for much of our history, there was no such thing as being anti-LGBT president. There was there was no gay rights movement that that people were pushing back against. All right. But President Trump has clearly taken the strongest stands against gay activism from overturning President Obama's edict about transgender serving in the military, seeking to overturn that. Uh, President's done that to pushing back against President Obama's push to redefine sex so where our government would be talking about sex or in, in the schools, sex. So male versus female, no, no, that's just gender identity and expression. So when you can't discriminate based on sex, that means if a boy identifies as a girl, he can play on the, on the girl's basketball team or, or, or softball team or something like that, etc., cetera, et cetera, That cetera, uh, that that's what it means. So the, the Trump administration has pushed back against that. And yet, President Trump, At the end of May, so in anticipation of Gay Pride Month, broke a pattern. The Bush administration, for eight years, did not issue a proclamation celebrating gay and lesbian pride. Gay Pride Month, now LGBT Pride, the month of June, which dates back to the Stonewall riots in New York City in June of 1969. He did not. All of the eight years President Obama was in office, he did issue a celebratory edict recognizing gay pride month. Now the first two years of Trump's presidency, he did not do that. He did not do that. Uh, his daughter Ivanka did and whatever other sympathies there may have been. And understand this is not attacking people or or speaking against people. It's It's agreeing with the LGBT agenda that, that your sexual desires and romantic attractions get you put in a certain category of immutability that you're born this way. You can't change that. You should have special rights because of that. That's where we have our difference, not treating everyone fairly, treating everyone with respect, treating everyone kindly, loving your neighbor as yourself, equal opportunities for all people. That's not our issue. Our issue is when LGBT rights now are imposed on others where a special category is made for something that is not innate or immutable. You're not born that way. It's not that you can't change like skin color and does not deserve its own category. And there are choices, behavioral choices that people make to live a certain way or not live a certain way. And then when an agenda gets imposed, for example, let's say that you have a Christian school and you have an openly homosexual teacher and you say you're in violation of our guidelines. Well, many people would want that to be against the law. That would be discriminatory. Or if you have, say, a nursery school and there's a man who now identifies as a woman and he's got a mustache like I do, but he identifies as a woman, but a woman with a mustache and he comes, wants to teach at the school and he's wearing a dress and he's obviously a male. You say "That, that that would be confusing for our children. We don't want that. Well, that would be discriminatory, according to some. That's where we push back. Well, President Trump, for the first time now, issued not a, a White House proclamation, but a personal tweet. And he said, as we celebrate LGBT Pride Month and recognize the outstanding contributions LGBT people have made to our great nation, let us also stand in solidarity with the many LGBT people who live in dozens of countries worldwide that punish, imprison, or even execute individuals on the basis of their sexual orientation. My administration has launched a global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality and invite all nations to join us in this effort. It's got, uh, as of well, a few minutes ago, 105,000 likes, over 20,000 retweets. So this is among Trump followers. They're saying amen to this. You, you say, well, well, Mike, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a real Christian, then, then why does this bother you? It bothers me because it 's the celebration of an agenda. I appreciate every American for whatever good they contribute, regardless of their skin color, regardless of their ethnicity, regardless of their sexual desires and romantic attractions, whatever they do in private or what God knows. But if someone works hard at a job, I appreciate that if 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 someone is is a, is a loving neighbor, I appreciate that, and there are plenty of, of nice hard working Folks who identify as LGBT, they make a positive contribution to America? Yes, of course, absolutely. And they should be treated fairly. And as long as there's not an agenda they're wanting to impose on us, which takes away our rights, then live and let live. Unless you want to redefine the nature of marriage in a way that impacts others, live and let live. I know the Supreme Court ruled on that, but I I don't recognize uh, what the Supreme Court recognizes is valid in God's sight. In other words, I don't think Roe v. Wade changed how God looks at abortion. Of course, I know it didn't change how God looks at abortion. Same way the Obergefell Hodges decision in the Supreme Court uh, regarding marriage. I don't believe that the court's redefining marriage changes how God looks at marriage or how we should look at marriage. Certainly not. But here's my point President Trump tweets this out and he's fighting for the decriminalization of homosexuality worldwide. Now, now listen. If a culture, if a culture says adultery is wrong and it's punishable by law or fornication is wrong and it's punishable by law, well, then homosexual practice is also wrong and punishable by law. In other words, if things that deviate from what are considered acceptable sexual norms in a certain culture, if they are punished legally, well, then don't put homosexual practice in a special class that hear me now, hear me. I'm not talking about execution. No, no. Against it, against it. I'm against it. I'm against it. It was under the Sinai Covenant. It is not for us today. I'm against executing someone for homosexual behavior. All right? I mean, unless it's someone that murders somebody, which would be heterosexual, homosexual. Right? You know, some sexual act, you kill somebody. All right? But But hear me. If a country has a code where it is illegal to commit adultery, So in Saudi Arabia, you'll be beheaded for committing adultery. Now, I don't want there to be a death penalty for that either. But if you have a culture in which there are are public penalties for sexual deviation, so be it adultery and a deviation from marriage, be it fornication, be it homosexual practice, then that's up to the country to decide what they criminalize and don't criminalize. I would be all for saying ban the death penalty, etc., or you know forced therapy that someone have to go through. But I'm not going to tell another country you shouldn't have a law against adultery. That's up to them to decide. You shouldn't have a law against fornication. That's up to them to decide. What if a country says you're caught with pornography, you go to jail. That's up to them to decide. That may be their moral background. In that same culture, if they said two men sleep together, they go to jail. That's part of their culture. That's the larger cultural issue. So when President Trump makes his push that's why I take issue with. But what, what do we make of it? Is, is President Trump pro-LGBT or not? Is he the most anti-gay president in American history? Is he changing? Is he posturing to try to win votes? We'll, we'll pick that up when we come back, and then we'll go to your call. Stay right here.
1: It's the line of fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the line of fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown.
0: Hey friends, welcome to the broadcast. 866-34-TRUTH, I'm going to call. I'm going to go to the phones momentarily on a wide range of subjects. I'm looking at an article on the stream President Payton's unexpected visit to Virginia church gets doozy of a prayer from the past year. The the tragic workplace shooting in Virginia beach considered the greatest tragedy in that city's history. 13, 14 killed by a disgruntled worker. Uh, What can, what can you say? I'm I'm not going to get into gun control debate, other things like that. I want to focus on things that, that I have better insight on, but it continues to remind us of, of the great, pain experienced in our country by the terrible loss of life, by the bloodshed that's all around us, by the the violence that it's engulfing us. We need the Lord's intervention very, very deeply. President Trump visited David Platt's church and David Platt then prayed for him. So it was an unexpected visit and unexpected prayer. But I posted an article went up over the weekend and today is president Trump pro LGBT or anti. I mean, how do we, how do we sort this out? So here the president sends out a tweet at the end of May celebrating gay pride. And Kai, check the white house government site to see if he actually issued from the white house an official celebration of gay pride. That'll be interesting because he didn't do that for two straight years. President Obama did it for eight straight. He did not for two straight. So was this his personal versus white house? We, we shall see, but, but, He also called for the decriminalization of homosexuality worldwide. Why did he do this? Is he doing it to win gay votes? That's not going to happen. Unless there's a massive shift in his policy, which would completely alienate the conservative evangelicals who brought him in. He's not going to win gay votes in any large number. All right. Maybe some moderate or centrist, but, but at what cost? I, I just got an email moments ago, right before the show started from my friend, Tim Wildman, This is sent out from from AFA, American Family Association, uh, an AFA statement on President Trump and LGBT agenda Uh, on Friday, May 31st. President Trump put out a statement celebrating LGBT Pride Month. Homosexuality is not something the president should celebrate. It's a natural and healthy and immoral behavior. We hope we will continue to stand firm against the so-called Equality Act, H.R. 5 and any legislation that threatens religious freedom and so on. And of course, I'm, I'm with Tim. Uh, step for step on that. In fact, I, I tweeted out myself let me just see if he, if I can find my tweet. When I saw the president's statement, I immediately tweeted out my difference. I say why? Well, because I voted for him and support him and commend him when he does right. And I've always told you when I differ with him strongly, I'll say so. If I had access to him privately, I could reach him privately. Then I would say something privately. I don't have that access. I can send messages through friends that can try to get messages to him but in keeping with what I've told you, we'll call it straight. If, if I differ with something, I, I will say it because my allegiance is not to Donald Trump or to the United States as much as it is to the Lord Jesus, to submitting to God himself. So I tweeted this out and I said, I'm almost there. Let's see. I'm deeply disappointed in President Trump celebrating gay pride this month. For the first two years, he broke the trend, but unfortunately has gone in the wrong direction this time. I urge him to consider, and of course, copied his Twitter account. Yes, so the statement is on the White House government website. That's a shame. That's a real shame. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. I, I know Ivanka Ivanka Trump and Jared Trump, that's been their heart all along, but this is wrong, wrong direction. It's a mistake. And I I got a lot of positive responses to that in terms of Twitter response. A lot of folks resonated with that. But gay activists are not impressed. Uh, Michelangelo Signorelli, writing on the Daily Beast, so gay journalist and radio host, he, he said this. On Friday, President Trump tweeted a message in support of Pride Month, which was breathtakingly disingenuous, given his administration's systematic assault on LGBT rights. This is in my article Posted on the stream and posted at askdrbrown.org. really claimed Trump's celebration of Pride is as fraudulent and calculated as his claim to be fighting to decriminalize homosexuality. This is, in fact, an attempt to portray himself as supportive of LGBTQ people as he gears up for the 2020 re-election campaign. really said the goal is less about getting much of the community's backing, which will be near impossible but much more about keeping or getting the support of many others who might be turned off by blatant anti-LGBTQ bigotry. Now, he could be right. This could be a calculated move by the president to try to get people more in the middle who are put off by him opposing LGBT quote rights and 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 this will win their vote. That's possible. But I don't think it's likely. Because for every one of those he wins over, he's going to lose five or 10 like me or like you that are not happy with this. Or maybe you're on the fence about voting for him not. So this will say, ah, I'm not even going to vote for this next election. I'm just going to sit it out or put in a protest vote. So it, it could be a strategy. If so, it's misguided. All right. Um, here, May 14th, Tim Fitzsimmons reported this on NBC News. This is just a little over two weeks ago. President Donald Trump opposes the passage of the Equality Act, a proposed bill that would add sexual orientation and gender identity to federal civil rights law to prevent discrimination against lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer people. As explained by a White House official, the Trump administration absolutely opposes discrimination of any kind and supports the equal treatment of all. However, this bill is in its current form uh, this bill in its current form is filled with poison pills that threaten to undermine parental and conscience rights. Yeah, the, the Equality Act is, is terrible, must be opposed. And, and, and here, Fitzsimmons cited Sarah Kate Ellis, president and CEO of the national LGBTQ advocacy group GLAD. She said Trump's opposition to the Equality Act further cements his administration's legacy of being the most anti-LGBTQ government in recent memory. Indeed, Ellis continued... LGBTQ Americans will not forget the president's politically craven flip-flop on this fair and just legislation. And then after mayor Pete, Pete Burgage, I'll get his name right. One of these days, it's just in my head. When I say it, I'm going to say it wrong. So mayor Pete. Okay. And I don't call him mayor Pete to, to be derogatory. He's just a mayor, but simply that because the easier way to identify him. All right. So he's on Fox news the town hall and, Recent interview on Fox, Trump has asked, "Do you think? Don't you think it's just great to see the fact that you've got a guy there, Mayor Pete, on the stage with his quote husband, all right, with his husband, and it's normal?" And Trump replied, "I, I think it's absolutely fine. I do." He agreed with the assessment that Buttigieg's candidacy is quote a sign of great progress." Adding, "Yeah, I think it's great. I think that's something that perhaps some people have a problem with. I have no problem with it whatsoever." You say, I, I, I don't understand. He opposes the Equality Act. He's overturned so much of what President Obama did on behalf of, of LGBT people that Trump's differed with that agenda and gone a conservative evangelical way. And yet he's saying this. I think it's fine. I have no problem with two men being married. Or two. What? Okay. How do we sort this out? Is it that President Trump has no positions of any kind? Could that be it? And Howard, uh, let's just check, make sure our callers are there because I'm going to go to the calls momentarily. But uh, okay, <clears throat> is it that Trump has no moral position whatsoever? He says whatever one day, another day, something opposite. Some believe that, but I genuinely believe he has no problem with two men quote being married. R- remember, remember, he's, he he spent most of his life as a New York liberal. He's in the New York business world he must've had a ton of associates who identify as gay or lesbian, And then he's a Hollywood star with apprentice and all this. So he has got, got, to be surrounded by, by openly gay people celebrating their homosexuality and so on. And obviously around that, had no issue with it. All right. And to whatever extent he's been influenced by the gospel, he's obviously not someone strong in the word, or if he knows the Lord, it's, it's still in a very early stage. So it's not like he has biblically based convictions. You say, but I, I still don't get it. Why does he oppose the Equality Act? Why does he oppose transgender serving in the military? Why does he a, a, oppose the rewriting of, of Title IX by the Obama administration? Why, why does he oppose all these things? Why do all these gay activists say he's, he's the most anti-LGBT president in our history? Why do they say that? And, and on the other hand, he's no problem with Mayor Pete and his, quote, husband. And let's celebrate gay pride, and is it just the influence of his daughter Ivanka and Jared? Is that it? Well, then why aren't they influencing him effectively on the other areas? Here's what I think. Here's my take, okay? Here's my take. He generally has no issue with people who identify as LGBTQ, whatever. Fine. That's why he said that Bruce Caitlyn Jenner... Could use the bathroom of his choice at Trump Tower. If you want to use the girls' room, ladies' room, let's go ahead and do it. I, I genuinely believe that that's his feeling. No problem with it. At the same time, he has been sensitized to the attack on religious rights. He has been sensitized to the effect on the military transgender activism. He's been sensitized to what happens in children's schools when you say a a biological male can play on the sports team with a biological female and share the locker room, et cetera, et cetera. He's been sensitized to all that. And he cares about that. He absolutely cares for religious liberties. He absolutely does not like it when, when evangelicals have their rights taken away from them. He doesn't like it. When an aggressive agenda is imposed on them. So to me, it feels like he's talking out of two sides of his mouth. To me, it feels like he's pulling people in with his hand and pushing them away with that hand, because I'm looking at it from a consistent Bible based perspective. I'm looking at it based on what does scripture say? What's God's position? What's best for society? What's the, the healthiest for society, for families, etc. Therefore, let's go with that. And in a democratic republic, Let's vote accordingly and advocate accordingly. Those are the rights that we have. Let's let's use our rights to influence and vote, et cetera. So to me, you'd be completely consistent, all right? If, if, if Vice President Pence was doing this, standing against the Equality Act on the one hand, but then putting out a tweet like this on the other, I'd say that's sheer hypocrisy because he he knows better. He knows the issues. He's a committed Christian. I don't look at President Trump like that. If he knows the Lord at all, God knows, Okay. To me, this is Trump saying, I stand with evangelicals when it comes to religious liberty. I don't want their rights taken away, and no one's going to push an agenda on you that makes you these uncomfortable, difficult, wrong situations. But yeah, you better believe I like gay people and all that. I don't want to see them hurt. I don't want this to be criminalized behavior. So in his mind, this could well be consistent. This much I know, if you stop the clock today, he will be known far, far, far more for standing against lgbt activism and for conservative evangelical values in that realm of society than standing for them that much is clear All right straight to the phones when we come back
1: it's the line of fire with your host activist author international speaker and theologian dr michael brown your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into the line of fire now by calling 866 34 Truth. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown.
0: Thanks, friends, for joining us on the line of fire. Now, now look, there's, there's another theory. Another theory would be would be that President Trump knows that the evangelicals are going to vote for him because whoever the Democrats have is going to be radical on the left. So he, he can do whatever he wants to do now, he doesn't have to worry about catering to us anymore. That's possible. That would be very cynical, of course. I don't believe that's the case. I don't believe that's the case. But obviously, someone have that position. All right, we go to the phones. We start with Thea in Schenectady, New York. Welcome to the Line of Fire.
2: Um, hi.
0: Uh, uh, am I on? Yes, you are. Go ahead.
2: Okay. Um. So, uh, I I have a I have a friend. Um. I I have a friend who I who I went to high
0: school with. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, LGBTQ, and I'm I'm really worried about him. Mm. Athea, does does he claim to have a relationship with the Lord uh, in any way?
2: Um, probably. I think I think his family does.
0: Yeah. Um. The thing I would do is is the biggest issue is first and foremost that he has a relationship with God, that his sins are forgiven, that he wants to live for God. If that's his heart, then from there you can hopefully persuade him based on Scripture about the error of how he's living or stances that he's taken. And if he truly knows the Lord, he will turn away from those things. But the you don't just want it to be a focus where you say you reach out to him and say, hey, I hear you're gay or something. But if you had any relationship with him in high school, any friendship at all, I'd just reach out and say, hey, how you doing? What's going on in your life? And w- when you knew him, were you following Jesus at that time?
2: Uh, sort of. I was kind of lukewarm at the time.
0: Got it. Yeah, so I, I would just reach out as a friend, an old friend. Hey, do you remember me? We Went to high school together, etc. Begin to interact. Hey, what's going on in your life? I've kind of had like a spiritual renewal in my own life and really serious about following Jesus. Just say that and then see what he says. See what he brings up. He may instantly turn on you as hostile. He may tell you, oh, yeah, I've had that kind of renewal in my own life. I'm a gay Christian, you know, or something. Or he, you, you don't know what comes. Kind of, I mean, then just seek to develop a friendship. And then out of that, see if you can be a positive influence in his life and really help him to truly come to know the Lord. And if you have questions, if he raises issues and says, you know, what about this or that, or I can follow Jesus and and be gay at the same time, then by all means, shoot us a note and we'll send you relevant resources, YouTube videos, articles, books that will help you help him. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. And and the biggest thing Thea, is pray. God, get hold of his life. And, And listen, that's what I pray for. Rabbi friends, That's what I pray for a friend who's an atheist. That's what I pray for a friend who's a Muslim. That's what I pray for a friend who's gay. God, get a hold of their lives. That'd be my number one prayer. Hey, thank you for your concern. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Ethan in St. Louis. Thanks for holding. Welcome to the line of fire. Can you hear me? Yes, I can.
2: Awesome. Uh, So I am... Uh, I used to be a member of the Unification Church. Are you aware of the name?
0: Yes, Sun Young Moon, of course.
2: Yeah. Um, so the church holds, uh, you know, uh, that the Bible is inspired by God, but they hold in a weaker version of inspiration than um, yeah. you know, evangelical yeah. Christians. They believe the Bible can be wrong, but mm. is largely right, and they can— Know whether it's wrong or right based on what their uh, messiah, based on what the messiah tells them. Uh, mm. So, in my, so I'll try what will happen with my family because they're all uh, members. Uh, what will happen is I'll try and convince them that the Bible, is the Word of God, and they'll say, right. "Yeah, we believe that." And then I'll point to some pa- passages that contradict their theology, and then oftentimes they'll say, "Well, that, that one's just wrong." is the word of man. So, how should I go about uh, to witness to
0: yeah about and,
2: uh,
0: and Jesus? Yeah, Ethan, how how old are you? I'm um, actually thirteen. Thirteen, and so you were raised in this, but now you have you've realized the error of of the church. When when did that happen? When did you realize that the church was an error?
2: September of last year, and I told them on Christmas last year.
0: Well, first, God bless you for doing that. God bless you for having the insight to do that. Was it that you recognized that the claims of Reverend Moon were false? Was it that you recognized that the Jesus of the Bible was different than the Jesus of the Unification Church? What would be the key thing that that showed you the church was in error?
2: Well, I would watch apologetic videos from David Wood about it was Muslim apologetics, and the the culture around my family was very anti-Islam. So I enjoyed those and then it convinced me of the truth which I already kind of thought I held. And then I started watching Christian theology videos and there was an obvious contradiction in
0: the
2: Bible and stuff. So, All right, I, so they let me yeah, out.
0: Ethan, God's got his hand on your life. I don't say that lightly. For you to be 13 and having this clarity of thought even to find the right videos and to have the the character and the conviction to tell your parents I differ. Obviously, he did it respectfully, but to have the courage to do that, God's got His hand on your life, Ethan. All right, uh, God willing, we'll, I'll be hearing from you over the years as you grow and go forward. But He wants to use you to help set others free, and He's got His hand on your life. He's guiding you, and He's guiding you right straight down the middle. You know, the the inspiration of Scripture and Jesus being Lord. And when you have that plumb line, then the error is easily exposed, easily exposed. So I would first recognize the power of prayer that you go to God as your father, that you have a, a direct intimate relationship with him. And you can just have a talk with him the way you're talking with me. You can get on your knees. You can take a walk and father, I just want to talk to you about unburdened. I'm, I'm concerned about my dad, my mom, give me the words, give me the wisdom. So pray for wisdom and pray that the Holy spirit would open their eyes. And you might say, Hey, well, you watch this video with me. All right. He, now here's the other thing. Okay. Uh, do you know the Karm website, Christian Apologetics and Research Ministry, CARM.org. Familiar with that? Uh,
2: no, I'm not okay. familiar.
0: All right. CARM.org. Oh, actually I am. I, I've read a
2: few articles. Online.
0: Okay. Have, have you read their articles on Unification Church and things like that?
2: No.
0: Okay. They'll have some interesting information. Uh, there's a page here I'm, I'm looking at uh, about this. That will just give you basic information. So what what you want to do, get that info at Karm.org. It's also be really good on dealing with Bible difficulties, apparent contradictions, things like that, okay? Go there, get more information to show them how this is the word and not the word of God slash man. And then you want to contrast Jesus with Reverend Moon, okay? Find out as much as you can websites exposing error and things like that, if they can doubt him and you can say, Jesus is truthful and he's never failed, but Reverend Moon, no one expected him to be dead and gone. And this whole, you know, the movement going on after his death, it's obviously dissipates as well, but that, that will be helpful. If you run into any obstacles, write to us through our website, askdrbrown.org, or give me another call say, Hey, I, I ran into this specific problem. All right. And then Ethan, let me pray with you. All right. Lord, we pray that you'd strengthen Ethan, that your hand would be on him to keep him strong in the faith, right down the center of the stream, glorifying you, following your word. Open his parents' eyes. Save every member of his family. And may it spread like holy fire through the Unification Church that many others who are bound and enslaved by deception would be set free. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. Sir, thank you for calling. God is with you. Keep us posted. All right, uh, and let's see. Uh, let's go to Sarah in Florida. Time is really short, but I know you wanted to weigh in on our discussion about the president LGBT issue. So go ahead, please.
2: Oh, okay. Um, I'm a believer. Um, and obviously, I I didn't know that the president had endorsed Gay Pride Month. I think that that's terrible. But um, honestly, I just uh, because. You know, obviously, as Christians, we care about human rights around the world. I'm kind of, I'm a little bit ambivalent, but I'm kind of glad to hear the president wants to end murdering of homosexuals in in Muslim countries and things like that. Because how else can they hear about the Lord? I mean, we don't agree with Islam either, but we don't don't don't, advocate killing of uh,
0: people. I I am with the president 100% on outlawing... The death penalty for homosexuality. I am with him a hundred percent on that. His statement is that it should be decriminalized worldwide. In, in other words, right? Of course, yeah. A, a country uh, like Uganda that has certain laws on the books about heterosexual behavior, right? And that certain heterosexual behavior is punishable by the law. Then, then homosexual behavior fits in that same category. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you right. totally, uh, and and just just period. People shouldn't be put to death for this under the Sinai Covenant with God revealing Himself directly to Israel. That was one thing. I understand the laws of Islam. Look, you're beheaded for adultery as well. So I'm against that uh, under Islam. I don't want people beheaded for adultery either. All right. So I'm a hundred percent with the president on that, but I'm not with him. And saying that homosexual behavior worldwide should be decriminalized if, if the culture, the country, the custom has criminal laws about other sexual behaviors like adultery or fornication or possession of porn. If those are their laws there, then let them be consistent. In any case, let's pray above all for the love of God. To touch every human being on the planet, however they identify, whatever their background, may they come to know Jesus as Lord.